Hey guys, Dan Walshman here. Welcome back to the Edgy Conversations podcast. As you know, the one place on the internet, the entire interwebs, as I like to call them, where we talk about radical help for people who want it. You may not know behind the scenes here at the Edgy Empire how much work goes into a lot of the content creation that we make. And frankly, that doesn't really even really matter. <laughs> you know, the, the reality is you do what you have to do in order to be successful. One of the fun parts about the hard work of trying to find the right content to share a message are the inspiring stories that just come across my desk. It's daily. It's daily. And some of you share stories that you feel like I should add to blog posts or write more about or dig into. And candidly, some of them I can't get to, just enough enough time of the day. Stories, writing stories creates a lot of work because you, you, you have to dig into the kind of the underbelly and then find out kind of the reason behind the reason and then get all the side, the facts around it. Was it raining? Was it snowing? What was the exact situation? It just takes a little bit of time and effort to, to write a story really, really, really well. So these stories, though, have such great potential to inspire us. A day or two ago, I wrote about a guy in India, uh, Shyamlal, that actually was in the uh, Hindu Times, uh, Hindus Times, H-I-N-D-U-S Times, Hindus Times. And what was interesting about Shyamlal was that he was in this very, very, very poor village in, in a remote section of India. As many of you know, uh, India now has over a, a billion people inside uh, of it. Uh, so a lot, a lot. And, and to say, I mean, the, the bottom part of India is very green and it, amazing. It's, 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 it's um, you go there on vacation and you're thinking, what, what, this is a beautiful resort. You go uh, in some of the northern sections and it's remote and it's hot and it's miserable and, and droughts uh, just cover the land, destroy the land. So why does any of this matter? Well, in one of those kind of beaten up, uh, remotely uh, located sections of India, Shamla lived with his, with his family and, and, and this village. And no roads connected it. And, um, you know, the, the, the government of India wasn't really eager to help, especially this poor village. I mean, on one hand, it seems heartless. On the other hand, you kind of get it. You're in the middle of nowhere. What are you going to do? You know, drop a nuclear power plant in for, you know, 400 people? It's just, it's just not, not feasible. You know, like, like many of us, they had challenges. Different challenges, but challenges. And... Now, now, in this village, they were subsistence farmers. I often joke with my kids about, you know, first world problems. Oh, my tablet's out of battery. <laughs> yeah, first world problems. These are real, like, third world sort of problems that they had. So they're subsistence farmers. They're 100% dependent on the weather, 100% dependent on the rain. Their destiny is tied to things that are way outside their control. Okay? Completely outside their control. So... Uh, they raise cattle, they kill the cattle, they eat the cattle, that's how they stay alive. They grow crops, they eat the crops, they harvest the crops, that's how they stay alive. And drought 
um, you know, if it has, you know, does some miserable things to people as water dries up, you, you, uh, the water usually that you do have gets dirty and corrupted. Um, uh, what is it? Cholera and other diseases just cripple animals. Then if you eat the animals, now you're sick. It's just a miserable cycle. Okay. A lot of buildup to say this 15 year old Shyam Lal grabs a spade, a shovel and starts digging. Well, his villager buddies thought he was digging a well, and they they you know, they have a few wells, but they they dried up very very quickly due to the heat, due to the lack of rain to keep them full. He starts digging, everyone's making fun, he keeps digging. He digs one day, he digs the next day. And and he doesn't just dig a hole because he's got a logistical problem. Uh because he has to move the dirt. If you go research pictures of Sham Law that the Hindus Times has taken pictures of him. You'll see him with a stick across his back, like running across his shoulders, and then ropes, and it's almost like two scales with plates. And he piled up the dirt on these plates and then began to carry it away. Now, here's what's here's what's here's what's fucking awesome about this. That was absolutely mind-blowing. 15-year-old kid, he does this. And he does it for a few days and, you know, it's just a little bit of a hole and then he does it for a few more days and then it's a week and then a few more weeks and then it's a month and then um, a couple of months and it's half a year and then a full year. And, and by the time that the newspaper had caught up with this village and these people talking about this, this guy, you know, that I'm air quoting that guy in their village. Sham Law was now 42. And for those of you quickly doing the math, you said, Dan said, what? The guy was 15, now he's 42. Over 27 years of digging. Digging, piling up dirt, moving out of the way. Digging up dirt, moving out of the way. Literally, with a stick across your back, Ropes going to metal plates that look like scales. Each side full of dirt. Moving it, moving it, moving it, moving it. Right? Got the picture? 27 years. That's 9,855 days. If you add a few leap years in, if you add a few of the things, it gets closer to 10,000. Here he is digging day after day after day after day. Almost 10,000 days. He digs a lake in the middle of India, a lake. Let me say that again. He digs a lake, one acre in size. And what his villagers say is at a depth of five meters or slightly more than 15 feet deep. 15 feet deep. That's that's deeper than, than, than most swimming pools you'll go to, which which might be at a depth of 10 feet deep. 15 feet deep, one acre. And of course, why is he in the newspaper? Because his village all of a sudden has fresh water. Now, while they're subsistence farmers, they don't have to worry about cattle dying. They don't have to worry about disease. They don't have to worry about crops. Now, they're liberated. They're liberated by the actions of one man. And I only say this story well, I say it for a couple of reasons. I say it, I only say it for one reason. But I say it for a couple of reasons. 
when I hear this story, one, it reminds me of Jadav Payang, who's also an Indian, who over 30 years built, planted a forest in the middle of India because it was too hot. And I'm not sure why these stories are coming from India, but with a billion people, I'm sure there has to be more than a few awesome feats of greatness like this. But I just, it, it completely encapsulates this idea of commitment. You know, I want to be committed, guys. I, I want to be committed. I, I do. I do. I don't want to be the guy who's giving up. I don't want to be the person who, you know, when things get tough, I, I back down. Um, I quit. I don't, I don't want to be that guy at all. Not one little bit. And I suspect you're the same way. Man, you don't want to quit. You don't want to back away. So what is it that something like Shyamlo, who's 15 years old, just decides, I got to do this. I got to do this. Now, I, I, life had a way of forcing his hand. Here's what I mean by that. It was do or die for him. And I think one of the reasons why we're not as successful, we're not as committed as we should be, is that nothing is really do or die for us. I mean, face it, most of you listening to this podcast, you can take edgy or leave edgy. It's not that big of a deal for you. Most of you can be successful or not be successful. You probably have enough money to go on vacation one or two or four times a year you know, you're okay. You're not going to die if you give up on your dream. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the problem for all of us. Maybe that's why we're not as committed as we need to be. Because Shayam Law at some point had to know, like, is my hole big enough? Like it's 15 feet deep and it's the size of you know, five or six houses clustered together. It's an acre. Like it, it's, it's now a lake. It, it used to be, you know, a little bit of a well, and then it turned into kind of a, a, a trough. And then it went from a trough into a, like a, a small pond. And when it's a lake, I mean, look, in the United States, you put a house around a, a, an acre lake and, and you sell it for half a million, you know, dollars. That's what you do. But it was do or die. And I think the essence of commitment is finally getting to the point in your life where you say, I'm not willing to let my dream die. And that's where the do or die really comes in. I'm not willing to let my dream die. Man, I've got so many dreams that I let slip through my fingers. And I bet if you're honest, you could say the same thing for yourself. Now, as I get older, my goals improve or they change, they morph. I no longer just care about making money. I no longer just care. I don't know. I don't care about the same stuff I care about. I just, I want different things. I want my kids to be awesome. You know, I want to help change the world. I want to use my money to bring lasting change and bring real meaningful hope to people around the world who could benefit from it. But more importantly than that, I want to help people really understand that anything is possible. When I see something like Shyam Lal, I go, man, yeah, 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 yeah. That guy did it. He did it. He grabbed a shovel. He grabbed a shovel and dug a lake. 
I don't mean, I don't just, what excuse do you have? What excuse do I have? There isn't one. There really isn't one. That's commitment. Yeah, baby. That's commitment. That's commitment. You grab when you grab a shovel and dig a lake. Now, you might have to grab a pair of shoes and run a 5K. Or you might have to work because you're a single mom and you don't have uh, someone to do half the chores or half the work with you. Or you might be married in a relationship, but you're still doing it all because you know, your, your, your partner has a demanding job that keeps him or her away from the house. I mean, I, I, look, we, we all face battles day to day, but you know what I mean, right? You know what I mean. You're digging that, that lake, and it might take you what seems like 27 years, 9,855 days of outrageous commitment. But there's a time where Shyam Law put down a shovel, and he was done. What he had set out to do, he had accomplished. There was a lake. His village was saved. And what's interesting is he created generational change by what he did. No amount of complaining could have done that. No amount of whining. No amount of begging. No amount of pleading or trying to convince other people to join him. He just did it. And that's the challenge for you. That's the challenge for me. Is that enough already with our excuses Enough already with explaining why we're not committed. Let's just go out there and dig some lakes. Go dig a lake. Grab a shovel and dig your lake. It's really as simple as that. Hey guys, Dan Walshman. Thanks again for hanging with me on this whole discussion of commitment. Uh, We're going to move on to a new subject in a new month. It's going to be about crafting healthy relationships, which will help you at work. It'll help you at home. It'll help you with your partner, your spouse, whoever uh, is in your life that you need to have a better relationship with. We're going to talk about it because I think it's a huge reason why people fail in business because they can't get along with people that they need to get along with. So come back often, come back early. We're going to talk about it. And if you have your own special insights, your own special formula, your own special ways that you make change, make a difference, I hope you'll share those with us. As always, guys, until the next time, stay edgy, be awesome. We'll be right back.